0: I'm a lifelong city rat. I've only ever stepped on cement for most of my life, I would say. Uh Do you think you could be capable of becoming a -a Jillaroo under similar circumstances of those found in the film?
1: Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not.
0: Hello, it's me, Alexi Toliopoulos. And
1: I am Jen Fricker. And
0: welcome to our podcast. It's called Lived It. And on this podcast, we speak to everyday Aussies and Kiwis who didn't just watch the show or movie everyone's banging on about. They lived it. And before we kick things off today, Jen, I got to bring something up to you. Yeah. I'm detecting a different energy from you. <laughs> Something's oh. a little changed. Something's out of whack. I gotta ask, what the frick is going on? Hey, new segment
1: alert. (laughs) What Uh, the frick is
0: up with you today? What the frick
1: is happening? No, you know what it is, Alexi? Mm -hmm. I figured out something about my identity.
0: Wow. Okay. This is deeper than I expected. It's way deeper, but it's
1: honestly changed my worldview. This is what it is I identify now as annoying. (laughs) (laughs)
0: okay i mean okay maybe i wasn't wrong detecting something what do you mean by that
1: okay so i've decided that being annoying is like one of my greatest strengths as a person okay in that (laughs) annoying people make the world go round. yeah people who follow up on emails (laughs) yep Phone calls instead of texts. my God.
0: I got to tell you this let the listeners know the record yeah. states I've got a more emails from Jen in the last three days than I ever have in my life before.
1: It's a mindset And baby. they were like
0: immediately replied to yeah. with follow ups. So yeah. this is working, I'd say.
1: I was waiting five weeks, five weeks for my passport. I've got to go overseas okay. soon. What did I do? I called my local member.
0: (laughs) (laughs) During the election? Yeah. Okay, that is annoying.
1: Stop. Stop trying to get my votes on the street and answer <laughs> um, my damn phone call. I want to get my passport. My God.
0: Honestly, that is so on point. I actually cannot think of anything more annoying than doing like the most stressful part of your job when yeah. you're like, I might not have a job next week if I have not been kind to my constituents. Yeah. And then one of your constituents being like, hello, I'm media <laughs> personality Jen Fricker and I'm about to go on a work-related trip. I need my passport done immediately. <laughs> they
1: sort it out in two hours.
0: In- Two hours yeah. my godfather. That's nuts.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. And then when I got to the passport office, three hour wait, what did I do? I phoned the person I'd been talking A to. Personality. And I said I'm downstairs and I'm not waiting three hours. And they were like, come on up. Then the security guard was like, I can't let you up. And I'm like, why don't you speak to this man on the phone and handed him my phone in front of the entire line of people who were waiting for hours. And I was like, I will be getting my passport processed today. And it happened. And it worked? Yeah. And I was giddy. I honestly, as I was walking out, I could feel the eyes of hatred upon me. And I was like, I don't care. Because guess what? Next week I'm going to be overseas.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. This is... This you might have figured something out because I will tell you this. I'm like the opposite of this. You know Mm. me. I'm extremely patient. Yeah. You're very
1: chill. You don't like saying no to people.
0: I do. Yes. (laughs) I do not like saying no. I'm very much a people pleaser, I would say, to the detriment of myself. Mm -hmm. I like to go within myself, make myself smaller to make everyone's life better. Mm. And even when I'm the most stressed, and it's not like I'm a stress-free person, I get wickedly stressed out. I get wickedly stressed stressed out, (laughs) but uh, uh, maybe this is it, because I have a deep fear of being annoying. Have you just relinquished the fear?
1: I let it go.
0: Oh, my God. Because you know
1: what? There have always been moments in my life where I've been annoying, and you can ask anyone on the Triple J text line (laughs) 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 for further examples. But, uh, you know, I was always a person that if I'd go to a bookstore and the book spine was broken on a brand new book, I'd ask for a discount.
0: I do do that. Yeah. I do that, but I don't feel like that's annoying.
1: I learned very early that people in department stores they can give you 10% off any item if you notice a dink. They can oh do it. Oh my
0: gosh. They can
1: do it. And okay. so I'd always so there were always moments like that. Allow me to like,
0: dink this book so yeah. I can get a ten percent discount. <laughs> so
1: I was like, you know what? Rather than be ashamed of who I truly am, this is who I am now. Wow. I am annoying. I identify my pronouns are
0: just following up. <laughs> do you have a fear now of being Perhaps unliked.
1: No. I'm a woman. People don't like me already.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. But you know, Lex, when I wasn't out on the streets bothering everyone, <laughs> yeah, I was rugged up inside and watching this brand new Netflix film a perfect pairing. Have you yes, seen it
0: yet? I have watched it. Yes, it is my job to watch it, so I have watched it. <laughs> and you know I love rom-coms, but yeah. I, when I was watching this movie, I was just going, this is a Jen Fricker special. This is a Fricker movie.
1: It is so up my alley. It's basically a story about a person just like me, mm-hmm. uh, Lola. She's a, a wine executive from the States who comes to Australia to win over an Australian wine company try and get their business. It's basically me.
0: Yeah, it's basically If you. I worked in wine. Yeah. yeah, I found this kind of fun because, you know, I love a good rom-com and I didn't know this was going to be so Australian. This Lola, Victoria Justice, she comes to Australia, works on this farm becoming like a jillaroo or the male equivalent being a jackaroo. Mm-hmm. One of my favourite Australian terms ever. And it's about sheep shearing, tending to the sheep, driving motorbikes around the, the farmyard in the mud and the muck. And I found that quite refreshing and fun. Why don't we have a listen to the trailer?
1: I would like to see Lola Alvarez running her own show with her mm-hmm. own
0: wine import company. You know, it's no secret you're not the most warm and fuzzy boss, Calder. I'm quitting. In one of your own company, you already crushed it. With my savings on the line, I really need a big account ASAP. I need Vaughn Family Wines. Australia! That sounds kind of... far... I am very excited about your wine, this one.
1: Vaughan Family Wines is my baby, so there is absolutely no way I'll go with a first-time importer.
0: I can be your Jackaroo.
1: Yeah, nah, no, you'd uh,
0: you'd be a Jillaroo. Gotten under your skin, huh? That why you insisted that she stay? Because you thought she'd get under my skin, <laughs> you. Well, the thing with a perfect pairing, Jen, is we've got this city kid, this Los Angelino coming all the way to the farm, wilds of Australia. And it kind of got me thinking, you and I are proud city dwellers. We're city rats. I'm a lifelong city rat. I've only ever stepped on cement for most of my life, I would say, Uh whether it be on the streets of Sydney or in the front yard of the house I grew up in. I want to ask you, do Mm. you think you could be capable of becoming a -a Jillaroo under similar circumstances of those found in the film.
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I could see, not see you willing... doing it. Really?
0: Yes, I think I've seen you maybe in a Kubra a couple of times. I think that's what <laughs> well, is no. giving me the visual image.
1: What it is, is we went to a cowboy-themed <laughs> party the other week. Yes, was that is true. And wearing a hat. <laughs> yes, we, we, did, we
0: did go to a party the other week and you were wearing a hat. And I think since then I'm like, yeah, Frick is quite worldly. She <laughs> um, could work on rugged,
1: a farm. A <laughs> of the earth.
0: No. Yes, a lumberjane, if you will.
1: Do you think you could?
0: I think if I was four forced to do it. Mm. I think that I could do it because I think people have this misconception about me mm. where they're like, that's one of the softest blokes you'll ever see.
1: Why do you think that? I have that? soft
0: hands for one, very soft hands. But
1: you, you moisturize.
0: Of course I moisturize. You've got a
1: beautiful self-care regime.
0: Yes, I do. I take care of my skin. My mm. beauty is my essence. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that people go like, that's a soft fella over there. He's a creative, artistic type. Mm. He's a guy that loves to watch movies but I would say that, you know, people forget that I have worked in the film and television industry.
1: One of the absolute worst jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I, you're not on screen, it is yeah. an awful job to have. I got a <laughs> lot of
0: below-the-line credits uh, out there <laughs> in film and TV here in Australia. Yeah. Below-the-line
1: uh, meaning, like, crew.
0: Crew. I'm a, I've am been crew many times. You've swung
1: a mic around?
0: I've boomed, yes. Yeah. I've boomed, swung which is which when is you've got hands the, the ha- in the air. Hands right? in the air. You get those strong boom my like colder arms Yeah, I've also been a job that I can only really call a shit kicker mm-hmm. where you're just picking up stuff set running PA. around set PA is? all of those kind of like production assistant jobs I did those for like five years but mm-hmm. that was a long time ago now but you know I've burned the callus onto my hand I've had oil and muck all over me and I feel like that I maybe would be bad at a job but I could do it
1: you know what? I feel like you would get less resistance from sheep than you mm. would people on a film set.
0: That's actually something I forgot about. I, you can use
1: a, a whip and crack, and you know, oh dogs God. rounding up the extras. You can be like, "Get round!"
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah rounding up extras—that's yeah. quite hard.
1: Whereas they're all on their bloody phones; they're not listening. That's
0: true. But I actually am um, not an animal guy. Maybe that mm. would be my downfall.
1: Oh, I'm not
0: an animal guy. I don't like. Poop and stuff, a little poop on farms and you're like <laughs> cleaning the dags from sheeps. Dags being one of my favourite Australian terms, uh-huh. it's when the poop gets stuck <laughs> in a sheep's wool near its butthole. <laughs> so you got to clean that stuff out. Because <laughs> you can't like wear a nice merino fleece coat that's got a dag attached to it. <laughs> so I guess I, um, I don't know if I could, <laughs> maybe I've got second thoughts, but you that's really why. You
1: fixated on the sheep bum. Yes. Aspect.
0: Well, it's just something I learned a long time ago.
1: How did you learn about dags?
0: Um, I believe I was on a school excursion where we went to a sheep farm where they would shear the sheep, clip mm. go the shears, clip, clip, clip. -hmm. That's the Shearers song from the Union Anthem of Shearers. And I. See,
1: this again, I think you would be good because you know the anthem of the Shearers.
0: I know the anthem of the Shearers. I'm a proud unionist. You know, my family's in the unions and stuff. So, not the Shearers Union in particular, (laughs) but I learned all about that stuff. And my grandparents actually owned a wildlife reserve. Right. So I have been around animals a lot, even though I don't. I'm not an animal guy. Yeah,
1: I hear you learning about yourself as you're talking. Yeah, that's this That's true. Out.
0: I'm I'm unlocking all the dichotomies of my life, where I personally don't like animals, but my grandparents had care of like a thousand kangaroos in their life, and co- like koalas, possums, mm. uh peacock here or there as well. They've mm. looked after.
1: So my Maori family, our yes. like native land. Our tribal land, I should say, our iwi, is from, like, the far north of Queensland. Mm. So it's kind of, like, country area. Like, we have, like, a horse called pongo. Oh, wow. And it's kind of at the bottom of a mountain is, like, where our tribal land is. Oh, wow. And it's beautiful. Like, there's a bit of drama because some of our cousins let let some cows and sheep onto the property and they're ruining it. Oh, no. But the other thing is we do these family get-togethers, right, where all the men have to go carve a calf up.
0: Oh, my gosh. And it's
1: very funny because my brother went over to do to one of our get-togethers, and he's a city boy. Yeah, He's kind of like a little rock and roll boy.
0: Yeah, skinny Max jeans. is your brother, right?
1: Max is my brother. Shout out like, to Max. He's got, like, long fringe, skinny mm-hmm. jeans, always wears, like, a funky shirt. <laughs> and he's <laughs> yep. just in the middle ripping some oh hooves off God. of a butchered calf. So I feel like maybe if he could do it, you could do it.
0: Wow, Okay. <laughs> I think this is a trip for Max and I to go on together, and really oh my discover God. ourselves. I
1: would watch the hell out of that documentary. <laughs>
0: That's the show. That's the <laughs> new A perfect pairing. Jen Fricker's brother and best friend go unfortunately carve up cattle. <laughs> Well, I kind of want to come up with a bit of an answer for us, Jen, to see if you have what it takes to become a jillaroo, and I have what it takes to become a gosh dang jackaroo. So I've brought in an expert for us to chat today. We're going to be joined by a guest called Georgia Anderson. She is a university workplace trainer, in the field of agriculture. So that means she travels out to cattle stations all over the top end of the Northern Territory doing that kind of general station work, not unlike our hero of the day, Lola, played by Victoria Justice in A Perfect Perry, which means she's out there mastering yard work, fencing, feeding creatures. And then at nighttime, she's teaching students all the theoretical aspects of it. So I couldn't think of someone more equipped to give us that answer georgia thanks so much for joining us on the show today
2: thank you thank you very much for having me
0: the pleasure is all ours (laughs) i guarantee it we want to ask like you know we're city kids like what would it take for us to be able to do that kind of job
2: yeah be a jackaroo to be honest if you were interested in it and had a good attitude you can go straight out there Um, that's all that anyone's chasing if you have a great attitude and willing to learn and go hard at everything that you do, people are chasing it. There's less and less people in the industry now. And, and there's definitely more and more females coming out and trying it. And a lot of private school kids coming out really? for a gap year. Yeah, lots, lots and lots of people for gap years. That's generally what they're actually made up of, stock camps these days. They're quite young, majority of them. Yeah, the ages of them are getting lower and lower, really. Um, even their head stockmen's like managers and that, they're really starting to get younger. They used to be, you know, mid to late 30s, 40s, 50s, and now you're starting to see managers like mid-20s.
1: Tell us, Georgia, about how you ended up in the NT working on like stock stations and teaching. I'm
2: not sure exactly where my love for agriculture came from, but I finished year 10 and wanted to go to an ag college and study agriculture, so I didn't want to do year 11 and 12. That was not really me. And so I went down to Tokal and studied there for two years. I actually did my wool classing certificate as well down there. So, not that I've actually gone back into the shearing sheds and done wool classing again since. And I just always had the love for it and worked in stock camps. And oh, wow. then I came into town and I got offered the job of um, as a trainer and assessor where I am now. What I do is I travel out to the stations using my skills that I'd learned on my years on stations and uh, my qualifications that I got at Tocal. Um, I use them. I go out into stock camps and um, go to work with them. Whatever they're doing, I do. So if they're mustering, they'll give me a horse. I'll go out mustering with them or a motorbike, fencing uh, in the yards. Yeah, so I'm assessing why I'm working alongside them. So they're pretty lucky they get an extra hand for a couple of days when I'm there. And so what kind of stuff are you uh, observing them do and, and judging them on? So fencing, horse work, cattle work, motorbikes, tractors. Obviously, there's work, health and safety involved in that. And then some environmental stuff as well. And just working effectively as a team because they're quite a big team, like stock camps up here, especially compared to down south. They're a lot smaller because they're smaller properties. Whereas, you know, you come up here and they're two and a half million acres. There's three million acres, four million acre properties. So oh my man- Lord. i can't yeah. even
0: picture how yeah, big that I is can't in my head
2: in the size of that i that don't even know crazy. what an
0: acre is To if that i'm really like honest a small
2: european country honestly <laughs> yeah, pretty well yeah
0: like oh some God.
1: stations
2: are, they're huge like you can't physically get around it all in one day and that's why we've got the use of you know choppers and planes to get around them we use choppers to master paddocks because they're so big wow um,
0: so do you fly yeah, a helicopter as well no. I, I was going to say, Mike, you've got <laughs> yeah, so many superpowers. Yeah, motorcycle horseback
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would love to fly a helicopter. I've spent quite a bit of time in helicopters, oh, wow. especially just burying around. And, and because, like I was saying, how big they are, We at some places, you know, we use them for fencing, so they would kind of leapfrog us around the fence to the different brakes. Oh, Wow. Especially if the country's quite rough and we
0: couldn't get a Toyota around there or a motorbike. So um, no, I not yet, not <laughs> yeah. yet. Hey Georgia, no. one thing I want to ask you about. You mentioned it that you've sheared sheep. To me, like I have like such a romantic idea of like sheep shears and stuff from movies like Sunday Too Far Away, and then even this movie, a perfect babe, pairing pig as in well. The city. Oh, babe, <laughs> pig in the city, pig in the country, both versions. Is it really hard? Because to me, it seems like. You have to wrestle this creature while you're trying yeah. to de-wool it. To me, it seems like the hardest thing in the world.
2: Well, yeah, it is difficult. I'm not going to lie. And it has been a long time since I have done it. I didn't do many, that's for sure. I think I might have done 20 and that was a push. Like, you know, we're talking about people doing like 50 each run
0: and Far so maybe out.
2: 150, 200 a day. Like what? it's insane amount. God, yeah.
0: Tell me I couldn't do 20 podcasts in one day. So <laughs> you're impressing me a lot.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's a very hard job. I sweated a lot. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, It's hard because I suppose like they've got wrinkly skin too. So you've got to be careful with those blades that are not getting stuck in the skin and, you know, you don't want it to be uneven lengths mm. to be going to the um, or skin in it either when it's going up to the class. And so, You know, you don't want to have to be pulling out those different parts of it yeah. um, because it gets classed into its different lines as well, um, depending on the quality and the cut of it. It's a it's very skilled job, that's for sure, and a very hard job. I definitely take my yeah. hats off to them, but um, yeah. <laughs> what are the pubs like out there? it's literally a roadhouse in the middle of nowhere. Like it's about three hours out of town. And so, you know, we'd all kind of con- congregate there maybe for a night if we all had the day, like the day off of all of our stations around. Like we had quite a good social life at everywhere that I worked at. You know, it was so easy for us to, you know, duck into town for the weekend if we were had a few days off. You know, we might make a four or five hour trip in if we're all keen. And it's probably, you probably come home tighter than what you went in there because you've stayed up and had a few too many yeah. to drink, but... <laughs> 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 um there was we also participate a lot in like camp drafts and rodeos and really show off you know our skills that we've learned yeah throughout absolutely the year. hey Georgia
0: one thing that I love so much about like talking to you is like all the kind of jargon like roustabouts and stuff and in the movie A Perfect Pairing there's so much of like this colloquialisms of like these sayings like a stubborn horse gets the head of the herd do people in farming like use those kind of expressions to to, like analogize everything or is that that a cliche do you
1: guys have your own language kind of shorthand for things or is that more of just something we see in movies and not so much real life
2: um yeah no we definitely do have our our language um like uh, not so much that one that you just said but like um <laughs> that one
0: didn't feel like, accurate to me yeah. that's why i had to ask
2: <laughs> yeah no i haven't heard of that one before like you know someone might make a mistake or like we tend to call people a jackaroo up here, you know, mm. if you've made a mistake because a jackaroo is intended as a first year. So if you get called a jackaroo, you're kind of like, oh, they're saying that I'm no good, like Whoa. saying I'm pretty shit. Like,
0: to me, yeah, I always well, jackaroo was like, you know, cool. calling someone yeah. Indiana Jones. I was like, that's the coolest thing you can be.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, like mum will go home and she's like, oh, yeah, my daughter's a jillaroo up north. And I'm like, don't call me a jillaroo, mum. That means I'm no good. Like, <laughs> But, yeah, we do definitely have our own jargon. Like Roger is used a lot, like, That's how we always answer is roger. Roger.
0: That's like a film set. So I could do that if I were there. I already know some of the language. I (laughs) say roger that. (laughs) Yep, copy that, sir.
1: What would you say your advice is for city folk
2: who want to go out to a station and try that lifestyle? I'd definitely say if you want to do it, put your whole heart and soul into it. That's for sure. Um, Enjoy what you're doing. Make sure you're around a good bunch of people, which majority of the time you will be and just try your hardest because as soon as you try your hardest no one really cares what sort of skills you're at so long as you are trying and you will pick them up like nobody's ever like comes with them naturally so long as you have yeah you have a go and that's part of the reason why you know there's so much training get getting about on the stations these days there's like horse schools like for training and then there's cattle people come up for teaching low stress stock handling and shoeing and all those sorts of things that you're doing. So there's all the support there. You just got to have a go.
0: Of the two of us, now that you've got to know us a little bit over a few minutes who do you think would be the quickest to become like a real natural at all the farm life? Mm, yeah, and I may have just thrown myself out of the running judging by, judging on
2: the vibes <laughs>
0: by talking about it that way.
2: Yeah, you're all over it. I feel like you know you've got half the jargon wow. down, Pat. Yes,
0: like, wow, wow.
2: you've got the attitude.
1: Why not? Oh my Why god, I'm not <laughs> insulted at all. I never want to do this job, Georgia. I'm happy for you, but absolutely not for me. I, think I need you could my still creature do comfort. It. Yeah, true. (laughs) And also, I'm like, I'm such an animal person as well. Like, I just feel like Mm. I would struggle to, like, if a sheep. Resisted me even in the slightest while sharing it. I'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry."
0: <laughs> That's actually something yeah. I'm curious about, Georgia, because like in the movie as well, the the main character like befriends the animals that are being sent off to be, you know, become to be uh, butchered to the butcher to be a delicious meal for someone like me, um, who will relish the opportunity to eat them. But <laughs> is that something that you've encountered, like forming bonds with these animals, like they have to go out? Yeah.
2: Oh, you definitely do hundred percent like on most masters I find find one animal that I'm like oh look at that nice little animal and like maybe give it a name like call it fluffy or something and you know you remember him when he comes through the yards even though you know you've got a thousand animals there or more you might have two thousand three thousand animals and you remember this one animal you know he definitely Do get a little bit attached to them, but yeah, they just go out then and you see them later and then you hopefully you see them again, but you never
0: know. Hopefully you don't see them in front of your dinner plate.
2: Mm. (laughs) You never know who's on your dinner plate, that's for sure.
0: (laughs) That's such a good line.
1: (laughs) You never know (laughs)
0: who's on your dinner
1: plate.
2: Oh my gosh. (laughs)
1: Well, Georgia, this has been fascinating and it's nice to know that station life isn't necessarily as dreamy as it seems like in a perfect pairing, but thank you so much for sharing with us. And, um, you know, we'll pack Alexi up after this and ship him <laughs> up to you. No, thank you. I'm sure any stock camp will be thrilled
2: to have him. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully
0: we'll be working together over the weekend and we'll get to know each other.
2: Oh, perfect. Perfect. Well, I've got a can't draft this
0: weekend and I'll have you all trained up, ready for one of them next time. Roger that, Georgia. Oh, there yeah. we go. Fit in, fitting in. <laughs> <Here you go.
2: laughs>
0: as soon as I saw this movie, I felt like this was a perfect pairing for you, Jen Fricker. This movie screamed your name out Why? to me the whole time. This has your vibe all over it. Mm-hmm. I know you love these Netflix kind of sweet and very comfy romantic comedies.
1: Usually about... A specific location as Mm -hmm. well
0: it's set in a specific location usually someone has to travel there It's a little bit of a fish out of water vibe as well i was just ticking all these boxes and they all ticked jen fricker by the end of this movie
1: and guess what alexi you were right (laughs) because i freaking loved this movie and it's a delight look it's comfort viewing yeah sometimes i just want to watch a nice story about good looking people in a great looking place
0: and it is a great looking place. That was kind of what captured me the most mm. was this Australian setting. And there's even moments where I was like, oh, my God, they found this really beautiful spot. Like there's this waterfall moment where they sneak down. I was like, "Ooh, that is romantic. That is really nice. Yeah, it was
1: shot in the Namimba Valley, which is near the Gold Coast. Oh, wow. Subtropical, lush. We're talking the crops out there. We're talking tea tree.
0: Oh, we love tea tree, the smell of tea tree, sunflower, my favourite type of seed to snack on.
1: Yeah, I I really enjoyed this. It's just a really fun, good-looking movie. When I was looking at it the other day, it was number one, top ten trending, and I was like, hmm. There must be a lot of Gen Frickers out
0: there. <laughs> There's a few. There's yeah. a few, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, no, I really loved it. And what I love about it as well is I think it is very targeted towards our generation. There was, like, yes. the music in it. We were talking about this earlier. Oh, weeks. I had
0: to text you. I was like, I'm taking back to 2011 when I was but a teenager turning into no longer being a teenager at that time. And all this music, like, was what I was listening to back then.
1: Yeah, Blood by Middle East, the most romantic... Australian song.
0: I love that song. That song reminds me of what it was like to be young. Every time I hear it, because I was like, I remember kind of falling in and out of love to that song yeah. around that time. I
1: think a lot of people did.
0: So, Jen, where does this film stack up as far as all the other oh, kind of romantic comedies go? For
1: beautiful. You? Beautiful as always, especially as we're going into winter mm. in the Southern Hemisphere. Really one of those, like, you just want a snuggly night in, on your couch watch it with your friends, giggle, froth over the very good-looking people. Yeah, love it. Love it, love it, love
0: it. Were you jealous you didn't get the call-up to become a farmhand in this movie as an actor?
1: You know what? I was looking at those extras. I'm like, I could have been one of those extras.
0: could <laughs> have a featured role, I'd yeah. say. Yeah,
1: I could have been a sheep. Who would you like to play in that movie? There was
0: a bartender. I'm like, I would love you to play what? a bartender in a movie. The
1: bartender, I thought of you. Yes, I, I could have it? done it, you oh know? My God. But
0: that guy was great. I couldn't have done it as Whatever. well, so I'll be honest. Do a line
1: read, though. <laughs>
0: okay. okay I'll so,
1: do it. Uh, right. Let's do, I, let's, this is Alexi. Mm-hmm. Tol- Toliopoulos, reading for the part of Bartender yep. in the movie A Perfect Pairing 2, Yep. Cane Toad Mayhem.
0: Hi, Alexi Toliopoulos. I am 5'11", six foot on a good day, and I'm represented by Creative Rep.
1: Are you 5'11"? Six
0: foot on a good day. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I'll be an American that's just wandered into town at the pub. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Excuse me, sir.
0: Yes,
2: hello. I'm looking for the cattle station.
0: Oh, we've come to the right place, my dear, as you would find that we are the local watering hole for all of the jillaroos and jackaroos that try their luck shearing sheep and... Uh, herding cattle on the cattle station, so we're actually quite nearby.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: In the meantime, could I offer you a beverage to drink?
1: Do you guys have beer here?
0: Oh, we've got a load of beer. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) You got the pot, dude. (laughs) Yes, I sat a rough and tumble.
1: And that's a wrap. A Perfect Pairing is available now on Netflix.
0: And we want to say thank you to Georgia Anderson for taking time out of being on the cattle station and joining us on the podcast.
1: Got a story you want to share? DM us on Instagram at Netflix ANZ.
0: And in the meantime, why don't you leave us a review on Apple or Spotify and tell us which one of us you think has what it takes to do the hard work of the farmhands. Who's
1: the king of the hard
0: yakka? <laughs> this podcast was recorded on Gadigal Land.
1: Thank you so much to our executive producer Priya and producer Abby Lenton.
0: And thank you to all your listeners out there. Have a beautiful day. Hooroo!